This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. The Lincoln's Powwow Committee made the decision to cancel this year's annual gathering at the Simnasha Longhouse in an effort to protect the community and visitors from the spread of COVID-19. The powwow celebration has been going strong since the 1970s. Travelers come from as far away as Canada to the rural Simnasho community nestled in the Cascade foothills on the Warm Springs Reservation. From the KWSO archives, we hear from Atwai Rudy Warren Clements about the origins of Lincoln's powwow and sovereignty celebration. Many of the people that I'll be mentioning are how we refer to as Atwai or you know, they're no longer with us. Atwai just is a referral to people that uh, we respect and honor from the past, so Atwai is a word we use to refer to them in, in memorial in a good, positive way. So, years ago, Grant Wohenica was at the Sim National Longhouse in 1952. Uh, he, I believe, was home from military service, and he recorded the old Simnasho Longhouse singers uh, up in Simnasho. And that uh, particular time, there was a, was the committee that formulated or founded the, uh, the dancing and singing at the old Simnasho Longhouse. And some of those people that I recall were Herb Stwyer, uh Sr., Emily and Grant Wohenica, uh, Nettie Shaway, Louie and Matilda Mitchell, uh, Sylvia Walulatum, Sam and Ellen Squimthon, uh, Florence Mianis, Bill and May John, uh, Nathan and Lily Heath, Tom and Isabel Keogh, uh, Louise Helen, uh, Hartman and Edith Kleepama, and there are probably others uh, that were on that committee. Uh, they are the ones that would meet and they would plan for their annual powwow and they would discuss the kinds of things that would go on at the powwow, but also what had to happen before the powwow, and that was to have a day set aside for Memorial Day, where families who had lost a loved one in the past year could come and, and have what's called a giveaway and be able to rejoin in the dancing and the singing and participation in the powwow. We had to have cooks, to prepare the meals, you had to have hunters and fishermen. Uh, uh, people would have to say what they were going to bring so they could plan the meals. It was all voluntary. Everything was donated. There was no uh, uh, no one to offer up any money for the powwow committee. It just all themselves uh, raising their own uh, resources to put on the committee. But it was something they looked forward to very, very... Uh, uh, enjoyably and this could hardly wait till the time came because I knew it was going to be a, a very enjoyable happy time. Atwai Rudy Warren Clemens talks about how Atwai Herb Swire wanted the powwow associated with Abraham Lincoln. I heard Herb uh, make a speech at the Longhouse after we had visited uh, Washington DC in uh, 1976. Uh, thereabouts when we had the bicentennial uh, celebration and we were we were putting on a show and providing some cultural uh, sharing uh, classes and information at the folk festival in Washington DC 
And one day we missed Herb. And nobody knew where he was, and we were worried about him. And what happened is he decided to go visit the Lincoln Memorial. And he took his paper with him, and he wrote every word that was on the walls of the Lincoln Memorial. But as I recall, his message was freedom. Uh, he said, the reason we have our Lincoln powwow is because Abraham Lincoln freed, freed the slaves. And he thought that freedom was important. And we as Indian people are enjoying that freedom so we can carry on our culture and our traditions and and have a good place uh, to live that is that is safe because we're a part of the, as he said, the United States of America. And he said we we should be thankful that we we have this uh, great country and and the freedoms uh, and be able to have our own self-rule and government and and uh, sovereignty that goes along with all that. So that's how we got the theme built into the Lincoln's powwow of self-government and, and sovereignty. Today, Abraham Lincoln is not thought of as one of Indian country's stronger allies in the White House. He seemed to understand the need to reform and remodel the government's Indian system, and yet it was under his leadership that the largest mass execution in American history occurred when in 1862, 38 Dakota warriors were publicly hanged after being unfairly convicted of war crimes in Minnesota. Other events under Lincoln were the Sand Creek Massacre, where soldiers brutally killed more than 100 Cheyenne and Arapaho Indians, mostly women and children. That was in southeastern Colorado Territory. And there were wars against Apaches and Navajos in New Mexico, including a 300-mile forced long walk to a prison camp in which hundreds of Navajos died. The Lincoln's powwow celebration has been going strong since the 1970s. One of the primary reasons is to preserve our tribal Indian ways. Uh, all, all aspects, best we can, uh, to show pride in ourselves, our family, our, our children especially, and to recognize our seniors, our veterans, uh, people who have changed their life around to become alcohol-free. Uh, of course, I mentioned self-government and sovereignty. Uh, we like to recognize during the powwow good leadership not only in the Indian way, but in the contemporary as well. Our tribal councilmen, our tribal chiefs. Uh, one of the big events we have is what we call the war bonnet uh, uh, dance and the eagle feather bonnet dance, and that's on a Sunday. And it, it's a beautiful sight to watch all those bonnets come out, some of the old bonnets that get put away for the year. Uh, the healing, you know, when, when you're not uh, maybe... Uh, in the best of frame, but to go to a powwow and hear good singing, good dancing, and all the color, it it heals you not only in your in your uh, spiritual mind, but in your emotional uh, condition, uh, even physical. I think so. The the person usually comes out more happy uh, because they've had a great enjoyable time. Uh, of course, competition, which is 
today part of our powwow, but that's where you where you gain your reputation of being a good singer or a good dancer. Another outstanding purpose, I believe, for uh, our committee, our powwow, uh, is as the as Utway Herb Twire told us that that we must respect uh, and be loyal and be patriotic and be thankful uh, in great gratitude for the freedoms we have uh, for the United States and to show great respect to, to the flag. So that's, that's and of course our flag is the Eagle Feather Staff as well as the, as the United States flag. Clemens talks about those joining and rejoining the circle. To join uh, the uh, Indian dance uh, circle is when somebody is going to uh, dance for the first time. And so the family recognizes that family member who is going to join, and they're so proud of that event that they prepare a giveaway and to, to take place that's called a new joiner. Uh, time and and so the person uh, dances. Uh, he has someone lead lead that uh, new dancer uh, around the uh, dance area with an honor song, and then is introduced. And somebody speaks about that young person inspirationally, and then the family uh, ha- gives a few things away in honor of that person joining. The uh, rejoining is a time for dancers, uh, singers, or even just observers to rejoin and be able to uh, involve themselves in a powwow because of a lost family member or someone they thought highly of. Uh, It is believed that when you're in mourning or you're not in the right frame of mind and you attend these social gatherings where a lot of people are that you're not a good influence on the others that are there. So you have to clean yourself spiritually and physically, and you do this by offering gifts to honor uh, the Creator and show Him that that you are are, are sacrificing something to to glorify the Creator and also to to uh, pay a penalty. Uh, uh, so you can become once again uh, free and able to participate in all the social events of the community. Well, the Lincoln's Powwow is a community-wide event where uh, the Sim National Longhouse elders and the Powwow Committee uh, work all year to sponsor a what's called the Lincoln's powwow and it, it started really a long time ago uh, probably about 1952 but it carried forward to about 1972 or so when when uh, we started a class the longhouse elders started teaching the younger people the washout singing and drumming and then after, after the washout services, we would bring out a, a powwow drum and practice singing. 
and Herbst Dwyer and, and Amos Simtestis and Bill John uh, and sometimes Wilfred Yellant from the Yakima tribe would, would join in, and drum and teach uh, the younger ones uh, how to drum and sing. Now one, one evening we were doing that and there were about a half a dozen young children, maybe five years old, five and six years old, something like that. And they were dancing around the drum as they were practicing, they were dancing. And Herb Stwyer, who was the, the chairman of the powwow committee at that time, which held an annual powwow, but it wasn't a competitive powwow. It was more of a social powwow where people would just come together and and enjoy themselves. Uh, they would have games and and they would have dancing. Uh, of course, we always had a good meal. And then they had a little bit of money that uh, they would raise uh, during the year or just before the powwow, and they would uh, award that money for different things. Not necessarily competition, but but just uh, award uh, somebody that might have a a uh, nice-looking regalia or somebody that was out there for the first time dancing, and they appreciated that, so they'd recognize that person. Maybe somebody hadn't danced for a long time, and they were coming back out again. Those kind of things. What they did in those days was they just what what they called pass the hat, <laughs> and people just voluntarily. Uh, dig in their pocket and throw some money in the hat, and that's what they would use. That's Atwai Rudy Warren Clements talking about the origins of Lincoln's powwow and powwows in general from the KWSO archives. This year's event is canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In lieu of the cancellation, KWSO will be broadcasting recordings from past year's events this weekend, Friday evening, Saturday afternoon and evening, and Sunday afternoon. I'm Sue Matters reporting for the Warm Springs program on 91.9 FM, KWSO.